0: Hello and welcome to the One Football Podcast.
1: Wait, hold on. You'd mix and match the cereal sometimes, yeah. You know, on, on the weekends maybe just to mix it up a little bit.
0: So you'd mix, you like, You'd
1: mix like a corn, like a sort of frost,
0: cocoa puffs and frosties with like cocoa puffs or something. like
1: yeah, that? Yeah, normally like two sugary ones just to really get my my hit early on in the morning. You
0: know? I guess. Yeah, I'm not into that. <laughs> no, Not into strange. that at all. What's this? Undisciplined. <laughs> <laughs> Not into that at all. So you
2: see the knockoff brands of, of the Kellogg's eight pack. You know, mm. it, you know they have the knockoff
0: brands. Yeah.
2: They're pretty funny. They're different scenarios yeah. yeah, different versions of a rooster. What, yeah.
0: What was that one that this sort of this sugar version of Rice Krispies? Sugar had, puffs. Nah, nah, nah. The sugar puffs are completely different. Don't they know. had like had like a Space Boy on the front. Oh yeah, that um, the black with the you know the kind of black and he kind of had blonde hair. I remember
2: it, but yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, yeah.
1: This has gone wide over my head, sorry. Cereal's not Well, your you're the one who talked about <laughs> mixing cereal and yeah, chewing up the cereal. Here we are with
2: this mixer, and here you're yeah. thinking he's an expert, in and, uh, and yeah, quite the letdown. It is a little bit, isn't it? Yeah.
0: To, anyway, to get back to my point about bananas, I was going to compare them to like a Greek hero. I don't know, did you ever read the Iliad? Of course I did. So, you know, uh, Ajax... Yeah. Uh, I whatever, you know they change up the names he's that sort of reminds me of a banana not necessarily the star of the fruit show but he's there but he's, he's there and he's always consistent and puts in a good show yeah he, he, he never does the yeah but it's not quite like Achilles to me would be maybe something like passion fruit you know <laughs> no, sort of, no no,
2: maybe mango or something like that like you know really like up there yeah. always tasty savory but uh, right
0: that's true but see passion fruit have that taste that bit of sourness in them and you know Achilles was kind of a dick yeah he was kind of a dick <laughs> let's put it that way yeah. Greek heroes and fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Tough of the morning to you all. Yeah. yeah. The way it should be. Anyway, that's enough of that. Joining me, Ian McCord, on today's One Football podcast is Daniel Cadena Jordan. Yo, yo. And Alex Mott.
1: Hey, hey.
0: The usual email if you want to get in touch is podcast at onefootball.com. Get all your questions in there. Or should you wish, you can get onto iTunes, give the pod a rating, and leave a comment to let us know how you think we're doing. I did read some of them in America recently. Ah, nice. A couple of five star ratings. Wow. Nice, yeah. guys. Fancy. Didn't mention any of your names. Uh, <laughs> Didn't mention yours? No. Okay. <laughs> but anyway. So we have our first teams in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, and one of them is not Paris Saint-Germain. I have to say, I knew they wouldn't go through. I knew from the very start PSG would not go through. Well, Were you
1: two as confident as I was? I agree, yeah. Okay. I, I just, I never fancied them. They... Uh, they bottled it. To be perfectly honest, they yeah they weren't good at all. Um, I think a lot of that is down to Emery, um, and I think getting the kicks in early. Yeah. And I think the PSG board know that. Um, so yeah, they weren't good at all. To be honest,
2: Didn't. I had a slight. Like you know, you want Real Madrid to not knock, be knocked out in the in the in the in the playoffs. Uh, but oh, I don't uh, know about that. Eh, yeah. You know, when, when when you don't want them to win, you kind of want them out as early as possible. So okay, uh, yeah. But it was it was really uh, out of their league, I reckon. And without Neymar, even it was it was even an uphill battle, uh, a further uphill battle, despite being uh, the home team. I don't think there was a really standing chance. And seeing what they what we saw. I think uh, whoever betted against PSG, was, you know, bet right, I guess.
0: Okay. I, just, it, was e- it was pretty obvious from the start it was easy for Madrid. They never, really looked, they never really looked troubled at all, did they?
2: No, they had the ball and maybe they, you know, they, they tried, but Cavani was all over the place. Um, everybody was like a mess. No one was really focused on the game. They were more like antsy about getting the result, about determining it and not how to do it. You know, they just mm-hmm. wanted to the two goals, but they had no real route to it. So, uh, yeah, you really saw, and that's really down, as as Alex said, to Emery in a great degree, because you have to, as a coach, you have to keep your players focused on what exactly they have to do to achieve their goal. And they were just thinking about, we have to score two goals. you're,
0: You're blaming Emery.
2: Blaming yeah. everybody a bit. I mean, Cavani had a, a huge responsibility in this game too. Like he's the striker of the team. He's arguably one of the best nines in the world, uh, and he was a mess. I mean, he didn't get a real chance. That's obviously not always his fault, but uh, like he could have done a bit more. I reckon. Yeah, I think Cavani does get a raw deal. But oh, really? when
1: he's bad, he's really bad. I'm not uh, a fan at all. No? No. Of Cavani. I
0: liked him when he played for Napoli. I thought he fit in well with that trident. Remember that brilliant... Yeah. Yeah. That, that might be a
2: thing. It's, it's maybe a thing of the fit. You know, maybe Pia's just not the right team for him. He he just,
1: on Tuesday, he just was making really odd runs. Yeah, but he was. Just, I, I feel like Neymar, Mbappe and Cavani are a perfect front three maybe even better than Messi Suarez and Neymar just they're so perfect Wait, what? as in they're so perfectly suited together their game Okay. so they, could, they are brilliant as a three but as soon as Neymar was out of it and Di Maria came in all three of them just didn't know what to do the Di, Maria effect. Di, Mar- Di Maria played well played well on his own but as a three they just did not have a clue I think I read a stat somewhere that between the three of them, they passed to each other twice in the, in the whole game. So, yeah, it's just crazy, crazy.
0: You mentioned Mbappe. He was actually the one PSG player who came out of this game with a bit of credit for me. Here's this, what is he now, 19? Yeah, Probably, arguably. 19-year-old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's the only player who looked like he actually wanted to take a bit of responsibility for the team and actually drive them forward and try to do something. Di really, I, Maria did it bits and pieces, but I really, liked, I really feel like Mbappe... Tempele
1: that uh, Mbappe was the only player who really did it yeah Uh, and Again, we're Emery bashing here today, but that, that to me looked like Mbappe was just taking responsibility on his own. Yeah. <laughs> trying mm. to take the game by the scruff of the neck and just, you know, make something happen. And it shouldn't be like that in a Champions League. Yeah, I mean, it speaks, of, yeah, I mean, it speaks volumes that a
2: 19 year old is the one in yeah. charge of taking action. Yeah, you know? exactly. In uh, the team that is star studded, arguably, I mean, they do have one, of the, a couple of the best defenders in the world, arguably, a really decent goalkeeper. Uh, Berrati, who was supposed to be like the next, you know, uh, Pirlo. Mm. Well, uh, yeah. And uh, well, here we are. <laughs> Here. Talking yeah. about something completely different. Well, let, let's talk
0: about
1: Marco Verratti because I realised after this game that he's actually not very good. He's not no, he's good, no. completely plateaued since he joined PSG. Yeah. Um, he's he's like, tanking. Really. Like you said, he was supposed to be the next Perlo, but yeah. I mean, he is so so far below that at the moment. I think since Zlatan's left, he's kind of one of their leaders in the dressing room, right. but. I mean, to do what he did on Tuesday, just completely, completely irresponsible. It was, yeah, it was a joke, really. And yeah, he's he's just not gone backwards since joining PSG, but he hasn't gone on to be one of the best midfielders in the world. Which Is that as to. a
0: result of him just playing against really poor teams in Liga week in, week out, and then not having the ability to step up there when it comes to
1: Champions League? I'd, to be honest, I don't really buy that argument oh. for PSG as a whole. I think when you look at Monaco last year, Obviously, same league, you know, mm. and they got to the semi-finals, But that's mm. because they were a well-drilled team with really good players who every one of them knew what they had to do. You know, they beat Man City. They were brilliant. They nearly got through against Juventus. But PSG are just the a team of superstars who were just told to go out there. And when they do come up against a good team like Real Madrid, they just fall to bits.
2: First do you follow first basketball? Uh, I like Steph Curry. Okay, well, let's put it that way. Do you know the American Dream Team, right? Star-studded, the, the best so team in the Olympics, world, but they uh, always tank in the Olympics when they bring the best players. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say I, I it, once wrote a piece about their '92 team. Well, okay, yeah. so yeah, the whole point being that uh, you can have Jordan, you can have Berkeley, you can have all the big guys, but uh, when it really comes down to it, is it really the best team in the world? It's the they have the best players, undoubtedly, or some of the best players, undoubtedly, mm. but. I don't think they work as a as a as a unit and you could really tell that that was like yeah. everybody was doing their own little thing in the game Berati was just crazy like you know tackling everybody yep. uh, Cavani was kind of doing the same thing but without the tackling part just you know running uh, and uh, yeah, you know I have this 19 year old who was worth a lot of money uh, just trying to actually get the team to you know get the gears to grind together and uh, it, it's just really hard for a, a dressing room and let alone a team on a pitch to actually function if they don't act um, as, as, as a cohesive unit.
1: And when you look at that Real Madrid team on paper, the lineup they were completely there for the taking. You know, yeah. without Cruz that without Modric, obviously Bale was dropped for reasons because of Zidane. But they, they were there for the taking, and yeah, PSG were yeah. Really bad. I I'm
0: starting to think if uh, Zidane has something against Bale's hair, and that's the reason. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair enough. Uh, but it's a good point that you make about the about the, the the team and the cohesiveness. That, and that's one of the great things about football is that you can't just throw all the superstars on the pitch and expect to win. Right. You you've still got to have
1: your left backs and your right backs in place. Yeah. And yeah. Well, uh, you, you look at da- Danny Alves is a perfect example for that. Mm, for me, yeah. Danny Alves played on Tuesday because he's. He's Danny Alves and he has that reputation, but Thomas Munier is a much better defender. For me, at the moment, a better right back. And Asensio probably was just yeah. having all the joy. And he, yeah, they yeah, played. They made a mockery they, out yeah, of Alves, really. They played Danny Alves because of his reputation. So.
0: I have to say, I thought that was the death knell on Danny Alves' career. Yeah, that probably. Match, yeah, He was definitely. made to look very, very old. Yeah, definitely. Very, very yeah. slow. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out about Marco Verratti. I uh, just going back to him for a second, three of uh, Paris Saint-Germain's last four red cards in the Champions League have been received by... Guess who? Oh, okay. Guess <laughs> who? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, so PSG obviously out. They c- continue to go out at this stage almost every year. Maybe they get one step more. What do they need to do to step up? They, they, they need to get rid of Emery for
1: a start. That would be the Yeah, for part. me, it's, it's all about the coach. They've got Every well, most things there in place, but they need a proper coach who can manage egos, which Emery clearly can't. He did a great job at Valencia, did a great job at Sevilla, but this is a, the it's next level. level, yeah, yeah it's and he, he yeah. clearly can't do it. Or maybe someone like Zidane if he leaves Real Madrid, leaves Real Madrid you know, he's got that sort of background. Um, Conte maybe. I don't know whether he'd put a few noses at a joint, but someone that can stand up to players like Dani Alves and say. I'm sorry, you're not playing, you're not good enough. Yeah. I think that's what they need.
0: Okay. Uh, we should give Real Madrid some praise. Yeah. Shouldn't we? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't all just about. I mean, they looked so amazingly confident on these European nights that it's no matter how terrible they're doing in the league, they can still just turn it on and it just. they made it look easy I'm sure it wasn't easy but they really made it look easy
2: I mean Cristiano Ronaldo has scored what is it 12 goals already in this season in the Champions League that speaks volumes of a player that has has arguably hadn't had his best season in a while although 2018 for him has been amazing like he's had I read the stat it's this best start like calendar year start in his career so Mm -hmm. Just, 32, 33 years old in like it, it's not an easy thing to do when you're that far ahead in your career. I mean, I I've, con- it, yeah. I've
0: converted my wife into a uh, Cristiano Ronaldo fan. Yeah, uh, no, he's, he's
2: amazing,
1: and I, I do want to give a big up to Zidane as well. I think oh yeah, he did. He gets a lot of flack. You know, people yeah. say it's easy to manage Real Madrid, and they haven't done well in the league, admittedly, this year. But he he went for it on Tuesday. He saw what PSG's weaknesses were. He went four four two. Um, Vasquez played, um, Asensio played. You know, proper wingers, and he exploited PSG's weaknesses. And, you know.
2: and he didn't take any real chances. I mean, neither Kroos nor near, uh, yeah, Modric nor, was, nor yeah. Bale played. Uh, two of them were just coming back from injuries, and Bale has arguably haven't had his best. Yeah, season that was yet.
1: brave call, and, and yeah, it paid yeah, off.
2: you have yeah. to have a you know a bit of sense of urgency and a decency to understand yeah. what the team really needs. I guess. Anyway,
0: moving on a bit. As for Spurs. Poor oh. Spurs anyway Heartbreaking I, I have to say I only saw the second half of this as I was catching up on MasterChef <laughs> i tell you what though John and Greg would have been happy with that crumble yeah. uh, Very good <laughs> Okay uh, yeah, very Jesus good. I, I, I'm trying to keep up with Dan Dan Burke's dad jokes here
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I personally don't think Spurs crumbled to be perfectly honest Go on um, I thought Juventus were really good in the second half it was down to Allegri's tactical masterstroke uh, admittedly Spurs first 60 minutes were great but that double switch on with 60 Lichtensteiner minutes and, with yeah. Steiner and Asamoah but I think what was brilliant from Allegri was he didn't do two substitutions at once he did one Juve, uh, Spurs had to think about Asamoah coming on and then three minutes later Licksteiner came on so the 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 Spurs team had to think about two different things at the same time. And in the space of three minutes, Juve scored two goals, and you could tell they were just Spurs were all over the place. They didn't know what to do. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, Someone then, tweeted you
2: know. something. Uh, it was interesting that uh, Juve had, with 14 good minutes of football, Juve turned around the series, and I do think it's arguably. Because Tottenham I mean,
0: had been the better side for the first leg and up yeah. to that,
2: yeah, 180 <clears throat> minutes of brilliance. I mean, Pochettino's Bo- 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 team had played really, really decent football, and uh, the thing is that it's, it's a matter of style. Like they're a, they're like this huge fireplace. But Juve is really slow, uh, like a slow cooker, right? Mm-hmm. So they have this ability to just sit back, understand, take in what's going on. And as, I, and as Alex is saying, uh, Allegri is just a brilliant uh, tactician. And he really understands that, as do Italian coaches usually. Uh, that's why I think Italy, Italian clubs and Italy as a national team tend to be really hard in, 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 cup, fi- in cup matches and cup fixes. Because they understand how to like, organize things around circumstance, not tactics necessarily. It's just, okay, this is happening. This is how we ought to react. And teams get yeah. that. Yeah. Usually you don't get that in Spain. You wouldn't get that in England either. A I lot reckon. of
0: people lolling at Spurs today. But, I mean, Juventus, they've won the Serie A title the last six years in a row. Last season's beaten
1: finalists. It's not like they're going out to any old chumps. No, yeah. exactly. It's not they're, possible. Yeah, no. And, yeah, well, you know, Tottenham last year, they went out in the group stages. They were unlucky to come up against the brilliant Juve team at the moment. Yeah a Juve team that know how to win and are experienced in Europe so they get puzzled they're yeah exactly so yeah I think this will be obviously a learning experience for Spurs and if they can keep this squad together you know big big, if if. but if they can then who knows what will happen next year what about Chiellini yeah, he there's was a great. lot of man love for Chiellini around yeah, today. Yeah, I was. He's a beast, man. I'll never get tired of a, He's a of him sliding in last minute and then getting showered at by Buffon. That's yeah. Did you great. see
0: when Buffon sort of grabbed him by the <laughs> yeah. by the neck yeah. and or by the head and just? I uh, guess, was great. Told him how much he loved him. Yeah, that no, was great. And you could see how much he meant to them too. Afterwards, with the with the crowd with uh, Buffon in front of the Juventus fans, it really was lovely. Yeah, yeah no. Nice. Chiellini had an interesting quote. Afterwards, he said, it's the history of Tottenham. They always create many chances and score so much, but in the end, they miss always something to arrive at the end.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a bit of a zinger, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, He's right, though. He is right. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I do feel sorry for Spurs because, like you say, if, they, if they'd have got Basel, they'd have gone through. But, you know, if you want to win the Champions League, you've got to beat the likes of Juventus you know, exactly Munich, so, so. W-
0: not, not much Pochettino could have done better than.
1: I don't personally think so no. I think the only thing that he'll regret is the chances they missed in the first half Kane goes around Buffon should score Son drags one across the far post and you know it could be 3-0 at half time in the Champions League if you want to get through you've got to take your chances I, th- so.
2: I think Pochettino could have, the one thing he could have done better was calm his players down because you could really tell the players wanted to win the game within the 10 minutes Uh, And they played within, win the game within 10 minutes mentality throughout 90 minutes. So, you know, the body can only do that much. Uh, And you could see them, you know, the wear and tear as the minutes went by. And uh, he could have paced them a little bit better, I think. But other than that, Tottenham has played what Tottenham usually does, which is just a firecracker of a team okay elsewhere Manchester City lost yeah what
0: the hell happened well yeah. I mean I,
2: I do have to give a little props here to Basel I mean not only because we beat were Man- slagging them off a second ago but yeah, <laughs> yeah, <cool>. well, <laughs> we'll granted yeah but, uh, yeah but I mean to beat Man City regardless of not having the star stud at 11 albeit some of them did play uh, it does take a little they do deserve a little kudos for that and the coach has been prompted as one of like one of the big, big next coaches in Europe uh, he's really up and coming a really interesting coach Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, in the end, it is a matter of of what you have at your resources available. And uh, they don't have necessarily the best squad, but Basel have been consistent. You can give them that in European performances. Like, they've been to Europe for the past seven, eight seasons already. And you can tell that the team already understands how the dynamics of the the tournament work. Therefore, they're starting to qualify to the next round, which is something uh, not many people thought possible, especially with the group they had. Man City's
0: first defeat on home soil since December 3rd, 2016.
1: Yeah, I, I think you knew what type of game yeah, this was going to be, and how Guardiola thought about it as soon as you saw Torre and Bravo in the starting lineup. So, yeah, I, I think the biggest thing Poor for me, Bravo. yeah, wow, well, I think the biggest thing for me yesterday was how disappointing John Stones was. Oh yeah, um, I think he hasn't been the same player since he came back from injury. Um, I think that is a worry for. England, especially going into the World Cup. It looks right. like company is getting back, Laporte's getting back. I, I don't think Stones will be getting in that team between now and the end of the season unless he re- regains some sort of form. So, yeah. yeah, that'll be a slight concern for me. Okay.
0: Uh, Alex Liverpool v Porto. This one was already or after the first leg?
1: Uh, I, I don't really have anything to say on this okay. one. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the cop gave Casillas a big round of applause. Um, was, and James Milder did a big tackle. That was literally about I mean, it. <laughs> that's the, the biggest talking point of the night. But no, it was, uh, yeah, same as City really. It was just a training exercise for Liverpool. So, um, But I think Liverpool will be one of the teams to beat going forward. Lovely. Yeah. Well, speaking of Liverpool, to play Manchester United this week. Yes. I have a
0: big question to start off this section with. Is this still a big game? Yeah, definitely. It is, okay. Um, two, no, two of the biggest clubs oh, in the country
1: <laughs> going at it. Um, you've got two high-profile prof- high managers. Um, it's a big game. Whether it will be a good game is probably a different question. That, that is probably a better question. Yeah. Will it be a good game? Because these ones, they're usually hyped to death by Sky and then it's a nil all. I think the last three Premier League games between these two uh, there's been two nil nils and a one one, so riveting. I, I'm not expecting <laughs> goals in this one either, to be honest. Despite the front three that Liverpool have, but um, yeah, it's still a big game. But yeah, I'm not sure it will be a good game. Okay,
0: uh, we talked a lot about Liverpool last week and lavished plenty of praise on them. Where do we stand at this current incarnation of Manchester yeah, this, United? It's so hard I'm to know.
1: Very confused by this Man United team because obviously the last two results. Chelsea come from behind and win. Palace come from behind, last minute goal, but they're just—they look really dysfunctional for me. I think their first half against Palace was really bad, Worrying, really, yeah. really bad. And for a side mm. that are meant to be defensive, they're really that not, not, that, good at, they're not all. that good at defending. <laughs> I think, and when you know, when your back four is so, so for Monday, Valencia, Smalling, Lindelof, Young—I mean, that's not good, is it? Really. So I don't know. It's, As far as I can see, with Man United, Ed Woodward and the Man United board are the only people in world football that have looked at Madrid's Galacticos and thought that's a great way to run a football club, (laughs) and that and that didn't end well for Real Madrid, and I don't think it's going to end well for Man United. To be perfectly honest, so yeah, they're just such an odd side.
2: That doesn't help Uh, that the coach is also uh, Mourinho, who's a really guy who's who's not. Shy on uh, bashing his own players and confrontation is always part of the other dynamics. Yeah, him. And bashing the
0: players in public is an odd one. I never yeah. quite get that. I
2: never under, like I understand pressuring them and asking a bit more of them for, of them in public, but uh, like to go out and just talk the way he talks about Pogba, for instance, or allow the dynamics of Alexis and Pogba to work out in the in the dressing room as they work out, which are which are public knowledge, by the way. Like everyone knows what's going on on the team. It's not <laughs> like it's a hushed up secret we're revealing here to the world.
1: What I um, what I feel about Mourinho is he. I think he probably sits his squad down at the start of the season and says to them, whatever I say in the media, ignore it. I'm going to yeah, yeah. play the media you know, the, however I want to, but whatever I say to the media, Don't ignore it. it. Yeah. Just listen to what I tell you personally. And I think we probably... Give too much kudos to what he tells ah. press conferences. Did you
0: read but a Diego Torres book?
1: I haven't read it, but I'd, I know it's you know the quite it. damning. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I just it's the Mourinho pattern, isn't it? He just yeah. he does fall out with people. And that is going to be a problem when Man United have such big egos and pay such big money for. It's big inevitable. I mean, so it, it happened yeah, in Madrid, it's, yeah. it's happened
2: in Chelsea. I mean, the guy tends to not have good endings, but yeah. not at Inter. As Not an inter. Well, huh? he, well, they did win the thing for the first time in I don't know many decades. So he had his coup de grace moment of saying, you know what? I'm dropping the mic. I did all I could. But they, they had. Ev- Mourinho
1: out. You had everyone playing for Mourinho in that team, didn't you? You had Eto playing right back against Barcelona in that time. You had Schneider doing the doggies, which he he's never to, done ever. Brilliant. And, you know, yeah, it needs brilliant. everyone to buy into Mourinho's sort of philosophy. Um, otherwise. Love the air quotes, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise. Yeah, that he kicks you out. So yeah. that's, uh, that's why I don't think Mourinho will be good at PSG, for instance. Cause, oh no, yeah, that's you've not got that's all not gonna, no. and, Yeah. So
0: so going back to Manchester United, Alexis has now had a month to fit in or so
1: into this side. Yeah. How's he done? Not it's not been good, has no, it? No, not great. I think. Yeah, they they want him to be left of a front three, and it just hasn't worked for me at all. Um, he's not disciplined enough. The I way think. he's the way he looks to me is. His sort of late Arsenal self, very petulant, sort of falling out with his teammates already, Um, and you know the amount of money they're paying him, he's virtually undroppable, which is a worry. And Mm. you bring him into the team, and then you're causing problems for Lukaku, Lingard, Mata, Rashford, Martial, and that's a problem completely. My United's own making, Um, all because he'll sell shirts. Mm. And I just don't feel like this. That's a way to go about running. Maybe yeah, running a club, and they'll make a lot of money from him. Fine, but t- a team on the pitch—that's not. Yeah, he'll sell jerseys, think. but he's no yeah. franchise player. I mean, he's not. Yeah, it's they're making a problem for their own back by signing him. And you know, he's a, he can be a great player, but I think you know, like I said, when you've got Mata, Rashford, Lingard, Martial, is it worth it? I don't think it is. Speaking of not fitting in, poor Pogba. Yeah, he's. I mean, against Palace on Monday, he was really, really bad. He's. He looks like a passenger. I, th- I read somewhere that he gave the ball away thirteen times. Jesus. Against Palace, and that isn't really good enough. I think against the better team, someone like Liverpool, for instance, or in the last stage of the Champions League, they're going to pay for that. And he. Was bad on Monday in the left of a midfield three, which is where we were told he wants to play. That'll be his best position. That's where they'll get the best out of him, and they haven't. So yeah, I don't know what's going on there, really, to be honest.
0: Um, let's get back to the game, I guess, for a second. Then the front three is what will concern Mourinho the most, I yeah. imagine. Yeah. Do you think you'll have anything in place to sort of to stop that?
1: Um, Can you stop it? I. I think he'll probably go back to, instead of the 4-3-3 that he has been playing, probably go back to a 4-2-3-1 and have two proper deep-lying central midfielders to you know it'll almost be like a back six. Oh um, my God. I think that's <laughs> that's what he did at Anfield when it was nil-nil nil nil previously. <laughs> he'll have Matic playing. Um, if Herrera's back fit, uh, he'll play, I would imagine... I'd expect Bailly to come back in if he if he regains fitness as well. So um and just shut down all that space for completely shut down the space yeah. yeah. Um he and it would be done, interesting man. to see how Liverpool react to that
2: because it's a, well it's a Jurgen Klopp team in the end and yeah. Klopp has been it's one of the few coaches that has bid both Mourinho and Guardiola at yeah. their own game. So I think um, to rule out Liverpool would be a huge mistake, it's not only because of how well they're playing, but how well Klopp is able to react to to change or un, or unexpected tactical, uh, um, yeah. um, you know, alterations or whatnot. Uh, yeah. uh, and I think that in the end, uh, Mourinho uh, my, my, and Man United have to play for a for a nil nil or a one one at best, because I don't think they have the tools and rely on I don't know Lukaku having like a, a brilliant moment or just a really yeah, good chance of him taking it. Lukaku's actually
1: been a lot better recently. Yeah, yeah, um, which. Yeah, which will please my United fans, and that'll be you know Mourinho will hopefully try and get the best out of him. But I, yeah, I think it'll be an interesting watch tactically if that's your thing. <laughs> but I don't think it'll be the free flowing you know City Liverpool game from the four uh, three. What's yeah, expecting? me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I watch
0: Master Chef. I'm not for <laughs> tactics. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: any predictions? Then are you going to go with a dull nil nil or what are you thinking? I'm going one one draw. I uh, think. I'd yeah, I think it'll be a draw. To be perfectly honest, Daniel two one Liverpool. Ooh. <laughs>
0: Now, one of my favorite football experiences came in Argentina. Of all places. Would you like to hear about it? Please do. Okay. Well, if you had said no, I would have told you anyway. (laughs) I (laughs) know. So I had, let's say, a heavy night out (laughs) in Argentina (laughs) with some friends, uh, Ezekiel and, uh, what was that American girl's name? Carla, maybe? Something like that. Anyway, their names are not allowed. Cut that bit out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, uh, we, we got tickets the next day for a Boca Juniors game. Nice. And it turned out to be Raquel May's comeback. Oh, of, all t- of all games. For Boca Juniors. And I have... I mean, I was a little bit worse for wear, but I have never, ever experienced a terrifying noise as I have at the Bombonera that day. It was... Amazing. It's intimidating, isn't it? And for like hours and hours before the game. Yeah. uh, We had, because we had, I think the game must have started at like four or five, but we were bussed in at like 12 in the morning or something ridiculous like that. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, none of that, anyway, leads us to one of the biggest games in football, as I said, El Super Classico, which is taking place next week. Yeah, it is. But we're so excited about it. We just said we're going to talk about it already. (laughs) Why not? Yeah. (laughs) So it's the Super Copa final. Yeah. Uh, how has the season been for the two clubs? Well, uh, really different, I guess. Uh, I mean, a quick look at the table tells me Boca good, River bad. Yeah,
2: definitely. That's okay. kind of the whole telltale story in the league. Uh, internationally, it's been kind of the other way around. Boca had an okay season internationally, but River made all the way to semifinals. Were touted to be like the next Libertadores champions. That didn't work out. Um, but yeah, Boca are having a really, really good season. Uh, the team is... Uh, marvelously organized. skelotto has been brilliant at, at just like laying out of the pieces, using uh, the rotation system he's been using. They use the winter transfer window or well, their summer transfer window to uh, like strengthen the squad and add a lot of depth to it. Uh, since Benedetto and, uh, and Gagor both are out, which are kind of like their veteran, so to speak, uh, like fallback guys so you would really rely on. And they've brought in the likes of, of, of a lot of, of young players that have really uh, started to show that uh, they're able to play and, you know, Good old Carlos Tevez. Young players <laughs> like Carlos Tevez. <laughs> yeah, young players like him. Huh? How's he done since he came back? Well, uh, five games, two goals, and three assists. Ah, so not bad. Sorry, three goals and two assists. She's I the other way around. So, he, and he's played 442 minutes in those games. So, he's basically played the whole thing. Is he still in the band? I think he is. I think the guy. Oh, the 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 the, the Cumbia in, one. He was in a Cumbia band with his best friends, right? Imagine the reunion, the reunited concert of that. Yeah, they might.
1: How They're was Tevez fine. looking after he came back from China? Was oh, he, uh... he just,
2: like a hand in the glove, man. The guy just fit right back <laughs> yeah. into the team. It's like he never left Boca. Was he not like five stone overweight? and <laughs> Probably, of, but he so... dropped him off like this. because <laughs> The guy had the balls to say he ha- he was on a seven-month vacation in China. Um, <laughs> he went back to Argentina <laughs> to play some football. And here's the bigger. He's aiming at uh, making San Paolo's national squad for the World Cup. He's actually, like, this is the reason he went back to Boca. Not because of Boca or the love for the team, which he probably also has, but it's to play the, his last World Cup and help Argentina win the title. That really. is
1: a big shout, hey!
2: um Because <laughs> you know Argentina really <laughs> need forwards. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where they're lacking. Yeah, um, but uh, seeing where, seeing how he's playing and seeing the fact that Benedetto, who was sort of like one of the big contenders, is injured, uh, Di Ballo finally played well last night, but he hasn't had the best of seasons. Icardi is always an if for Sampaoli for some yeah, reason. Yeah. Uh I think. With Tevez and Lautaro Martinez, maybe from Racing, they have two really good options or really two Plan Bs, let's call them that. But uh, yeah, Argentina definitely could could use a Tevez, uh, this Tevez at least. So why has it been so bad for uh, River then? What's gone so Uh, well? Gallardo went all in for international competition. They had a really tremendous run, but it ended in a really controversial and huge way against Lanus. Var problems and all, mm-hmm. so you know the you know the story. The same thing in Europe, uh, and the league. Well, they were ninth when that happened. They're now down to twenty twenty first 21st What's out bad? of twenty eight teams, which is really scary for a team like that. They're six points clear of relegation. Uh, so yeah, that's really much on their minds. Uh, but it really boils down to the fact that they lost to their main their main two strikers, which were Driusi and Alario. Driussi mm-hmm. went to Saint Petersburg, uh, and Alario is here in Germany in Leverkusen, um, and they replaced them with Skoko and uh, and. Um, I forgot his name right now. Brato, who are arguably not the best fit for a team like River, who want to play you a young, exciting football, and mm-hmm. well, they're neither exciting nor young. <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> yeah.
0: there's comings and goings during preseason too, wasn't
2: there? Yeah, there, it's usually the case in our, in Latin American football. Oh, a lot okay. of players get bought get bought here and there. They come and go as they as they please, because many come back home to do like their their comebacks and close their careers that way. And the youth just go gain experience elsewhere. Uh, and yeah, you can tell the team has had a really Bad, really bad luck with like making everybody click again, and uh, you can tell on the pitch everyone's frustrated, uh, and there's real no way of 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 like he, there's no way Gallardo can steer the ship at this point. Like the team really looks damned to to fight for promotion again.
0: Okay, two things I want to know about. One is the referee, and the other yeah. one is Gonzalo. Maroni and why so many people are interested in well him.
2: let's start from Maroni because okay. he is one of the biggest pros- like one of the bigger prospects in Argentinian football Boca paid for him $250,000 back when he was 15 years old so wow. you know which in Latin American terms yeah. is a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, keep in mind that like the transfer record is eighteen. I think it's $14 million so okay. it's it's considerably high did anybody ever pay money for you? <laughs> definitely not yeah, okay. <laughs> maybe a packet
1: of biscuits but okay.
2: that's about it that, yeah. uh, anyhow so he's touted to be this huge talent he hasn't seen that many minutes because Boca really Keen on going for a league, cup, supercopa. We mean, and uh, the international cup. So they're really like betting all chips on on, on getting the titles and then working on, on on when the players leave because that's inevitable. Uh, and the referee who is uh, Patricio Lostau. Sorry, before we get to that though, Moroni is good. He is good. Okay. I think he, I think uh, given time, he'll prove everybody right. Okay, he's an mid- attacking midfielder. Exactly, yeah, he's yeah. really good. He's playing, uh, I think, under an hour this whole season. But uh, yeah, it's, it's basically because they're really working him into the reserves, and the reserves have actually performed quite well thanks to him. Okay. So yeah, Los Tao, well, yeah, uh, long story short, it was about two, week in, two weeks of come and go between Boca River and the federation to name the referee, because that's always a huge issue in South America, and teams get to vote on that somehow. Sorry, what? Boca and River sit with the federation, and they agree on who has to be the referee <laughs> for the final. <laughs> Why don't the federation just tell them? No, because that's the thing. Because in Argentina, everything is politicized. And since Macri is president, and he used to be the president of the nation, and he used to be Boca's president, no one trusts Boca anymore. And the federation has a huge, Boca has a huge hand in the federation as well. So, you know, politics, eh? (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, they came to agreement. It was Patricio Lo He was, he's arguably one of the best ones, but his last game, he sent off four players, disallowed two goals, and allowed a player to be kicked in the ribs without doing anything about it. (laughs) See, that's what I want from the game. (laughs) I don't want any of this that's I think your money's worth, doesn't it?
0: I want somebody getting kicked in the ribs.
1: (laughs) Michael Oliver let that happen. Yeah, so so arguably, you
2: know, it took two weeks to name this guy. Right like two days afterwards This happens so of course everyone's wondering Oh okay so this will be a really Easy game for everybody I reckon uh, and yeah, it, it, it looks like it won't be uh, an easy final or let alone like fluent, like fluid 90 minutes of football. It's, it's more like a battle sort of thing. So you got me excited for that, whereas Alex didn't get me excited for the old <laughs>
0: Liverpool-Manchester-United
2: game. He started talking, what about, a downer he you are. talking about
0: closing down space and defensive <laughs> yeah. midfielders. That's not what I want, from I'm a talking day.
2: about full-on war, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely a game not to be missed, I reckon. It's, okay. it's going to be a
0: really good one. Do you want to give an early prediction? It is still a couple of days away, but...
2: Uh, uh, in spite of wanting Boca to win, I think River are going to go for the upset. Ooh, ooh. They're gonna—it's going to be the tipping point of the season, I think. It's and that either that will save their season. I think, well, not make him not all the way back to the top, but definitely will save them from going down for promotion and probably give him enough courage to go for a good cup run again.
0: Okay.
1: Nice.
2: Yeah, that's good? pretty. That sounds like a good game, though. No? Yeah. Okay, well, worth the watching. Eh? Well, we'll get excited about that.
0: Um, but that's all from us today. My thanks to Daniel, Alex, and producer Demo, and thanks to you for listening.